0: Scott Jennings, and today we're discussing One RFI is one too many? Executive summary How many RFIs, requests for information, are too many on a construction project? Is it time, is it possible to tie the number of RFIs on a job to the cost impact suffered by a contractor? What is an RFI? An RFI, it's an acronym. It's an acronym standing for Request for Information. It's a common document. It's on nearly every construction project of any value and any duration, in any location, in the US at least, which is where most of my experience has been. It's a tool used by a contractor to uh, receive clarification on the construction of a project. Usually it's a clarification requested in a specification or a clarification requested in the actual drawings. Sometimes a project has near zero RFIs, and sometimes RFIs, RFIs number in the thousands. Sometimes they're small and of little consequence, and sometimes they are damning to a contractor's schedule and or cost. One is too many. A question over the decades has been, how many RFIs are too many RFIs? We're talking about requests for information. The real question is, instead of that one, what is the maximum number of RFIs on this project... That can be written and answered by the engineer that doesn't impact the contractor in time or cost. If you can say I have a $10 million job and I should expect X number number of RFIs, what's the number greater than X which starts to affect you? Is there a way we can gather that data? Nope. No contingency. I love when I hear this from an owner during a project with an excessive number of changes. owner says to me across the table when we're suffering through dozens or hundreds of changes on a job, the owner will say, well, hey, you have all that in your contingency. And he or she is referring to the shortfalls in the design and the resultant RFIs during the project. I will tell owners, and I'm sure you contractors are agreeing, any contractor that's got to win by low bid only has what's in the contract documents. There is no contingency for the designer not doing his or her job. That's why designers carry E&O insurance. If you didn't finish the design, don't make me pay for it as a contractor. I've been in this business a long time. I'm still looking for... You guys ever heard of CML insurance? Cover my loss insurance? No. No, you haven't. How about CDM? Cover designers mistakes insurance? No. Those aren't out there. I'm still looking for it. So here's my big question to you. Would you participate? So I wrote this at 35,000 feet heading into Chicago O'Hare a couple of days ago. And I'm sitting here wondering, if I asked you to help me gather data to make a tie between the number of RFIs and the time and cost impacts to your project, would you let me in? Would you let me, Scott Jennings, into your construction documentation logs and your financials and your job cost reports and into your estimates to try to establish a defendable link between the number of RFIs and the impact to your project? It's going to be my goal to come up with a simple graph or formula to tie your loss or your impact the number of times you're asking the designer for clarification. If you're interested in at least talking about it or possibly letting me in, I'd love to hear your comments. You can email me at sj at sjcivil.com or you can call or text me at 808-271-5150. Take a look at my website. I'm a former construction. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm a formal construction company owner, formal, former executive, you know, former office engineer back in the day looking around for pipe stretchers, you know, out there in Pennsylvania on a highway job, my first job during college. I'm looking to try to equitably resolve disputes, and I'm trying to create a tool which is going to save everyone, the owner, and you, the contractor, time and money in claim preparation. My story? My story is I've been thinking about how to gather this data, how to analyze this data, and how to package this data in an easy-to-use method for dispute resolution for years. I've been thinking about this. As a construction professional then a construction, uh, then a construction company owner, it's always been frustrating for me to watch garbage hit the street on bid day, have to suffer through bidding it, suffer through running the job, and then trying to make a buck. And yeah, sometimes these were lucrative. When the owner or the engineer missed half the design, had to finish early, got garbage out on the street, whether, whether it was their fault or not, it can be lucrative, but it's always stressful and, frankly, unnecessary. And as a professional engineer, to me, it's a black eye to the, to the professional engineering industry to put stuff like that out on the street and expect people to, to build it in a timely and economical, equitable fashion. I hope you'll email me. I hope you respond to our survey and give me your thoughts on this. Work safe.